0: Welcome to the Photography Horizons Podcast. My name is Bob Shank, and this is the first episode of this podcast. Today, we are going to talk about basic photography, the essential things you need to get involved in photography, or to get you back into the wonderful world of photography if you used to be in it before. First, let's look at what's on the horizon this week. WPPI is winding down its road tour schedule. This one day workshop will teach you photography skills that will help you take your photography to the next level. Two upcoming road tours are left, one in Austin, Texas on September 19th and one in New Orleans on September 22nd. Visit their website at www.wppionline.com for more information or to sign up for the road tour. Photoshop World is being held in Las Vegas this week and is winding down today. Much has been shared online about this big event and how much can be learned and gleaned from other photographers at this show. Check out their website at photoshopworld.com. And if you are a Photoshop user, then you might want to consider attending this event next year. Nikon recently announced the release of six new cameras in the Coolpix line, which are their point-and-shoot style cameras. Included in these new camera announcements is the P7100, which features full manual control. It has more controls on the camera, buttons, and dials, instead of having to resort to the menu all the time to make setting adjustments. It also features continuous shooting, has HDR built-in, and allows the user to shoot in RAW format. The ISO goes up to 3200, it's a 10.1 megapixel camera, and it can shoot 720p movies. Manufacturer's suggested retail price is $499.95. Faces of Ground Zero is a website definitely worth visiting, especially this week, as we all remember 9-11. Joe McNally, a well-known and absolutely amazing photographer, made some incredible images during the tragedy of 9-11 ten years ago. The biggest images were four foot by nine foot and were made with a Polaroid camera that was about the size of a one-car garage. Joe says that two people actually were inside the camera making it work and the subject had to stand very still for a while until the image was exposed. These images have not been displayed since the year after the terrorist attack until now. You can see these images and some updated ones on the website, facesofgroundzero.com. You just have to see these amazing photographs. They will help all of us remember the 10th anniversary of 9-11 this week. Now on to our working horizon, Today's topic is basic photography. What exactly do you need to get started in photography? Maybe you see other people with a camera and really like the results they are getting. Or maybe you see someone using their cell phone to capture some stunning photographs. Perhaps you were into photography a long time ago, but other things needed more attention and took priority. Okay, so just what exactly do you need to get involved in photography today? there are basically five essential items you need to get started in basic photography first obviously you need a camera this is obvious but your camera can be a cell phone a point-and-shoot camera or a digital single-lens reflex camera here are some things to consider in getting a camera to use a cell phone can work and it is almost always with you these are the advantages the disadvantages are that it usually features limited megapixels or photo quality and you are stuck with the lens on the camera. You can probably zoom in and out with your cell phone camera, but the quality of these photographs are going to be low quality photographs. Don't let this stop you, however. A photograph made with a cell phone camera is still better than no photo at all. Additionally, if you only intend to share a few photos on your computer, these camera phone photos can be just a ticket. Point and shoot cameras are the next type of camera, They usually feature more megapixels so you can get higher quality photographs. They still are typically small and easy to take with you wherever you go. Some of the more expensive models even boast higher megapixel output and some other fancy and helpful features. A few even allow the photographer to shoot in RAW which is a digital format that is much like digital negatives and allows you to dodge, burn, and tweak other details in the photograph. The main disadvantage of a point-and-shoot camera is that it has a fixed lens. Again, you can probably zoom in and out on the subject, but a fixed lens still has some serious limitations. DSLRs, or Digital Single Lens Reflex Cameras, are the more robust and feature-rich cameras that allow you to push the limits and experience the control and manipulation required for serious amateurs to professional photographers. You not only get many, many incredible features in a DSLR, but you can easily change lenses depending on the type and style of photography you enjoy. And some of the lower-end models are not much more expensive than a point-and-shoot camera. Determining which camera is right for you is a personal choice that only you can decide. There are many resources online to help compare features between cameras, and I will include two different basic startup packages at the end of this podcast. Okay, now you have a camera, but you also need a lens. Cell phone cameras and and point-and-shoot cameras already have a lens installed permanently on them. This is both a blessing and a curse. One advantage is you always have a lens with you on the camera but you are stuck with the range of a specific lens and cannot zoom in or out past these limits. DSLRs shine here because you can interchange lenses at your whim and match exactly what you need for a specific style of photography or subjects. Wildlife and sports photographers use telephoto lenses while landscape photographers prefer wide angle lenses. Macro lenses allow you to get closer, and tilt-shift lenses even help to correct distortion when doing architectural photography. After a camera and a lens, you need power. A chargeable battery can be used over and over. If you are planning on doing a lot of shooting, then purchasing a battery backup is advisable. This allows you to never be out of power, especially in the middle of a photo shoot. Of course, you will need a battery charger, too, to keep your batteries charged and always ready to go. Last but not least, you will need a memory card. This is the equivalent to film in the old film camera days. A memory card is where your photographs are stored after you capture them with your camera. These cards come in varying sizes, and obviously, you can keep more photos on larger cards. Camera settings can be changed to allow you to take less detail and smaller images but this is not advisable. While I can preserve card space, it does not make sense to have a camera that can take such good quality photos, but end up with lesser quality photos. My advice is to buy the largest memory cards you can afford and buy at least two of them. One for use in the camera and one on standby for when the first one is full. There is one last thing you need to get into photography. The fifth essential item is your vision and passion. This is critical and perhaps the most overlooked. The passion and vision you bring to photography are even more important than the gear you buy. As an example, a great photographer can use a mediocre camera and create stunning photographs. Your vision is what being a photographer is all about. How do you see a certain subject? What strikes you about it? Why in the world does it attract your attention? These visionary questions can motivate your passion and produce incredible and even breathtaking photographs, all because of your vision. So, there you have it the five essential items you need to get started in photography a camera, a lens, a battery, a memory card, and the vision and passion to make it all happen. I created a couple startup packages for the budding photographer, which you can find online at BH Photo. I will have a link to these startup suggestions in the show notes page. You can be a photographer, and with the proper gear, you can share your photographic vision with others as you create stunning and captivating photographs. If you have any questions about getting started in photography or anything I covered here, post your questions on the comments section in the show notes page. Before I sign off, I want to mention Martin Bailey and his podcast. Martin lives in Japan and has a wonderful podcast you just have to check out. He's been running a weekly podcast for a long time, and he shares a lot of information about photography on that podcast. Please check it out at martinbaileyphotography.com. That's m a r t i n b a i l e y photography.com. Martin was also very helpful and encouraging to me in starting up this podcast. Thank you, Martin. Well, that's all for today. Next week, we will look at some basic accessories to help equip you as a budding photographer and maximize your abilities as a new photographer. Until then, start looking at the world around you with your own unique photographic vision. Join us next week to hear about and think about new horizons in your photography. You can find out more about me at bobshankphotography.com, and I will have links to the topics mentioned in today's podcast on our show notes page at photographyhorizons.wordpress.com What's on the horizon of your photography? Copyright 2011. Bob Shang Photography, all rights reserved.